Good evening, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, April 5th in the year 2022. I'll tell you, I'm going to read a couple of headlines as we get into this tonight, and I'm beginning to really believe that we're in a harvest of a sort, and I, and it's not really in the sense of, more it's in the sense of a Luciferian perspective on the world, which is always how they see the world is as important to appreciate is how as how we see the world. We'll dig into that a little bit tonight because it's just, this is getting stranger by the day. I, I'll tell you, stranger than I ever thought possible. So make sure and keep up your health and your sleep, those two things. Keep up your health and your sleep. For your health, you can go to Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. And you can check out the full range of products there that are all designed to boost your immune system, starting with the coffee. Coffee that's designed to give you that energy and that boost in the morning. It carries you through the whole day. And then you have a whole assortment of other products to include Immune XP, which is a high levels of vitamin C to boost your immune system. Pure 47, which is a refined silver extract. You have Earth, which is the full body nutrient powder. Mix it with water, drink it like a shake. And you have the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. All those things work together, along with the coffee, to boost your immune system strength in this time, which is extremely important and even helps elevate your serotonin levels, which can be a real problem right now as people fight with anxiety and some depression, which is not good because it leaves you vulnerable to a lot of the things out there. And then, of course, sleep is critical. And so if you head on over to MyPillow.com, and you use your promo code BARGE, you're going to be able to get access to some great savings on what I consider to be probably the best sleep products on the market. The, the MyPillow Classic is truly excellent. They have, a new My, they have a new MyPillow out, which is of Giza cotton. The Giza cotton sheets, which are down to 60% off. The MyPillow Classic's down to 1998. 50% off on tons of items, including sleepwear and my slippers. They've got Huge discounts on mattresses and mattress toppers. All those things are really critical right now. Essential items to help you improve your sleep and make sure you're getting a maximum amount of sleep and then at the same time keeping your immune system high. So keep those things up. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. These links are all below the podcast. All right, so let me just read a couple of crazy headlines to you. First of all, I'm going to start out with this one. I just came across this. Oh, and it was actually posted this morning. Somehow I missed it. But Army captain is placed in, this is off the Gateway Pundit, by the way. Army captain is placed in mental hospital for accusing commanding General Patrick Donahoe of pushing illegal vaccines. A captain who fled, who filed criminal charges, charges against commanding General Patrick Donahoe of Fort Benning has been admitted to Fort Benning's hospital for what they're deeming a health crisis. The captain's friends and family are concerned he is being punished standing up for standing up against the illegal vaccine mandate. I guarantee you he's being punished. Our military is deeply corrupted. Our commanders are corrupted because they all know what's going on, the senior commanders. And they all have their hands in this one, and they are all afraid of this thing blowing back on them, so they're going to punish any dissenting voice, and they're going to say that it's not the junior officers or less the lower-ranking officers' duty to speak up when, in fact, it is. These guys are, are locked in. They're, they're as bad as a 
one of our PPCs, literally, I mean, they are locked into this belief of a fear of a virus. They've been brainwashed to accept whatever's been told on the higher ranks. And they're obviously, when they start punishing people for speaking out, they know that their hands are guilty. Here's a nice one for you, for those of you in Southern California. You, your uh, neighbors and friends down there, Southern California City, which is Palm Springs. <laughs> what a place. To give transgender and non-binary residents up to $900 per month in a universal basic income. And it's, Palm Springs is allocating $200,000 towards a pilot program. I'm really not sure what you can rent other than a cardboard box on a public sidewalk for $900 a month in Palm Springs. But the thought, it's the thought that counts. And then we have this bird flu is back in the news. It's pri- egg prices have jumped 50%, which one of our mods notified me that of that on Monday that they were jumping 50%. So the egg prices have jumped 50% as outbreaks lead to the death of 20 million birds. This is engineered again. They're all engineering a food crisis. That's what I was telling you. And I have been telling you, and it's important that you continue to work towards getting yourself secure. It's, it's just getting crazy. But don't worry, because as Glenn Beck is going to share with us here, They've had their meeting at the NWO to let the world know that the NWO, by the way, NWO, if you didn't know, is really, it's hidden right in your base. It is the Nazi world order. This is the Fourth Reich that's dealing with this, but we call it something nice. We call it the New World Order. The last world order was the Third Reich. This is the Fourth Reich. Take a listen to Glenn Beck. The World Government Summit. Wait, I, the what? The World Government Summit happened um, yesterday in Dubai, uh, and it was the um, introduction uh, session yesterday. And it, I mean, all the people that you know are the usual people were there. Huge crowd, gigantic theater, with very—I mean, all of the critical, important people. And it was kicked off by, lo and behold, Klaus Schwab. Here's what he said. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. Now listen to this. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. Got it? We are changing things, and we don't know how that'll go. But we do know the global energy system the food system, and the supply chains will be deeply affected. Well, but other than that, don't worry about it. It's only food, energy, and how we get things. But other than that, we're good. This is the arrogance of the elites. Now, one of the topics, uh, their first session was, are we ready for a new world order? Are they trolling us? I think the reason why they're naming this is because, A, they, they really mean it. It is a new world order. But they also see an advantage of calling it the new world order instead of the Great Reset, which it absolutely is. 
the New World Order. They call it that because that way when I say it to you and you're like, did you hear about the global government where their first session was, are we ready for the New World Order? Everybody rolls their eyes. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, here it is. Day one World Government Summit yesterday in Dubai. Here's the first session. Are we ready for a New World Order? And the title of this session, are we ready for a new world order? No, we're not. We we shall not accept the new world order. I'm telling you, these people are sick. They are totally sick. But now listen to this perspective. This is amazing. This comes from the Palmer Report. And it's stunning. This is like we are in a separate world. Now, this obvi- now, honestly, this was published on February 28th. But still, just to hear this perspective is stunning. This is an optic of what you're dealing with on this bifurcation. President Biden has brought back the economy, vaccinated the nation, expanded our infrastructure, is in the process of saving us from World War III, and may take down Vladimir Putin. That alone puts Biden on Mount Rushmore. I, I, I'm honestly thinking these people believe this nonsense. They are so focused on, and this is typically the left, they are so focused on 100% their way or their, no way, they don't want to see outside of that lane. And I will say to you this way, I mean, this vax has done something else to them. I swear it's locked them into a way of thinking, and I'm serious about that. I'm increasingly convinced that it has locked their way of thinking and destroyed their ability to have cognitive reasoning. It's hard to say, though. It really is. But conjecture, yes, kind of, sort of, but not really, based on some science that's out there that, of course, they don't like to hear, but that's okay. So I want to read you something here from Ron Paul on racism, and I think it nails this quite a bit. Racism is simply an ugly form of collectivism, the mindset that views humans strictly as members of groups rather than individuals. Racists believe that all individuals who share superficial physical characteristics are alike. As collectivists, racists think only in terms of groups. By encouraging Americans to adopt a group mentality, the advocates of so-called diversity actually perpetuate racism. Their obsession with racial group identity is inherently racist. The true antidote to racism is liberty. Liberty means having a limited constitutional government devoted to the perfection or protection of individual rights rather than group claims. Liberty means free market capitalism, which rewards individual achievement and competence, not skin color, gender, or ethnicity. Here's the problem with the left is that they're afraid of the individual achievement. And that's inherent to how our relationship is with God. God has put us here to have a opportunity to excel brilliantly with the gifts and talents that he's given us. And the critical part of that is to do good for others. 
If you look at what's happened on what we will call the left loosely, it's basically an NWO world versus a God world. So it's Satan versus it's good versus evil in a very simplistic sense. But this world that they are trying to breed up over here, their world sees individual achievement as a threat to the collective whole. And their accomplishments, they'll say things like, we want to change the world, but it centers around them and their identity. And that's very critical to understand. I want you to listen to this piece here, which has just been so much of this lately. It just gets sickening after a while. But we're back again to the child grooming, and it's incredible how presumptuous and how important it is for these teachers to have to demonstrate their sex, sexual preferences, and groom children to be like them because what they're doing is they're reaffirming their own insecurities and their lack of existence or lack of empty or their emptiness, which is just lack of wholeness because they're not connected with God. They can't be. They can tell you all day long that I go to a church. I'm sure some of them are going to a Unitarian church, which is probably one of the most liberal blender piles of religion out there. But the fact is that these people are out here affirming themselves because they are empty inside. And the only way they can do that is to, it's literally a bullying mentality because they take advantage of the, those who can't protect themselves. What does God say to us? We need to protect the innocent. So there's two sides to this. I mean, there is the predatorial side. They are the wolf in sheep's clothing. But where is the shepherd? It should be us. And there's just not enough of us or not enough activity by us because this stuff is continuing. And worst part is what we're discovering here is it has been pervasive for years now, but no one has said anything. That's sickening. So take a listen to this piece. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. Oh my gosh, this is grooming behavior. I'm sorry it is. I'm not saying that this person is a child predator, but this is predatory behavior. Anytime you have someone trying to keep secrets with the child from their parents, that's a red flag. That's like child safety 101, is that you never ask a child, uh, a child that is not your own child, to keep secrets with you from their parents. This is evil. This is wicked. And please, for the love of God, take your kids out of public schools. Get your children out of public schools. I, I'm, it's difficult to get them into a charter school or a private school at this point in time. It's any good because most of those have been filled. And not all parents can afford the time based on this nasty economy and enslavement that we're in to be able to homeschool your child. But here's the thing. And it's not an easy choice but you're going to have to make it because the choice is either you're going to keep your child, which you've been entrusted by God to nurture and protect. Are you going to keep them in the wolf's den and let them be exposed to these predatorial pedophiles? And the worst part is that some of these people probably aren't directly pedophiles, but they at least don't have a problem with the behavior. So I don't really see the difference. 
it's a very fine line between being a pedophile and being an enabler because these people are enablers and they're opening up children to become victims of pedophiles. And the one dark secret that the entire gay community will not share with you is that they all see that it's acceptable to locate young men under age 18, young men, and, quote, help them come out of the closet. I'll, there is not a gay person out there that doesn't know that. Okay? That's a fact. So the problem that we have right now is a culture that doesn't have a moral boundary. And the moral boundary of any kind gets, it gets, keeps sliding. So now when you have this man boy love thing and they're kind of concentrating on the men, I'm going to tell you, there's probably a whole lot more other stuff going on with the women, the lesbian side, but we're not hearing about it because all the focus right now is on these freaks. Sorry, if you are a transgender man, you, oh, just get on your knees and start praying for forgiveness. That's all I can say. And I don't even know if you're going to be heard. You're just whatever. The problem we have with all of this is is very simple, that this is yet another, it's another reinforcing of division. And the worst part about this assault is that they're going right after the family. They know very well that what they are doing is going to result in a complete fracture of most families because they're incubating a child, grooming a child to be of another gender when they're being brought up into a lot of the values that we would consider normal, which are, let me rephrase, the values that are normal that they consider to be patriarchal or whatever. I mean, consider that most of these people, in one way or another, though they may not say it, they are, at the very least, they are God-haters and Christian-haters. And I'm not going to universalize all of them, but my problem I'm having right now, like all things, and I would say this the same with the Muslim community, I will say this the same as the Christian community. When we start to do collective groups and we have groups that go silent, so I'll start with the Christian community just to be fair. And I can break it into two groups. We can take it into the Southern Baptists, which had a known and have a known child sex trafficking problem and say nothing. And if you question that, just go back about four years and take a look at the network that they broke up that went from Texas all the way down to Florida, and they were all tied into churches, and they were trafficking kids. And church members knew. Church members didn't say a damn thing. You have the Catholic Church, which has been years, has been diddling kids. And the Catholics keep going to church, and they say nothing. Like, it's, well, we, we, we moved our priests very quietly so we wouldn't want to make a disruption in the parish. What the hell is that? That's a sin all the way around for everybody in the parish. Burn the church down at that point. All right, so you've got these multiple groups that are going out here, and so this, this behavior of groupthink is infectious. Muslims are another group. Look, I've worked with some of the some very kind and, and great Muslims in my life. But when you get into the radical ideology of Islam that believes, quite frankly, in putting strapping suicide vests on young girls and sending them into villages to blow themselves up to give the family a life insurance policy, and the rest of the Muslims sit down and go quiet and they don't say a damn thing, they're all guilty. 
I'm pointing this out because when we finally get to the point of like LGBT movement right now, they, there are probably, I don't condone the behavior, but I'm not going to condemn the person. I'm going to condemn the sin, except here's the deal. We have an entire movement out here that is not saying a darn thing about the fact that the LGBT movement is aligning with the boy, the man boy love society and they're mainstreaming pedophiles under their alphabet of 75,000 letters. And not one of them out here is saying anything because they don't want to offend somebody because it's a progressive mentality of all inclusion. All inclusion is the death of humanity. And this is, and there's no values and morals there. So if I'm swinging out hard against LGBTQAI+, it's because there are way too many people silent while this freak show is going on and going after the parents' kids. It's not acceptable. And from a standpoint here that's very important to grab, if we're going to talk about trying to heal this nation, and I'm putting this 100% on the LGBTQAI plus movement. All they are doing is festering a righteous anger that may molt easily into hate if you keep coming after God's kids. And you keep coming after God's children and millstones are going to be the solution. And it's not going to be me that's doing it. I'm going to tell you there's enough people out here that are about fed up that you're going after their children. Do not look for asylum because you're not going to find it. Our role is not to sit by passively. This is the part, I, it drives me crazy though, because there is this inculcation of do nothing. It's like, well, we need to pray, God's with us. Yes, but he also made it very clear that we have a duty to protect the innocent. That means being vocal. That means being outward. It means confronting the behavior. And one of the direct actions we can take and to support one another across the community is to help parents get their children out of these schools. These schools have become indoctrination camps. This is a piece by a young girl, and she gets it. And I, I've played her stuff before, and I honestly don't know her TikTok name, but she gets it. Um, so if I find it, I'll bring it up. But she gets it. Just listen. Our society is literally grooming children, pushing and allowing them to transition to the opposite gender, which goes against what God created them to be, murdering innocent, fully formed babies in the womb. I mean, I am sick that we allowed it to get to this point where the brutality of abortion is normalized. There are more people up in arms over not being able to kill a baby than the actual act of killing a baby. Teachers suddenly think they have a right to discuss with your kids sexual identities. They should be learning two plus two. They're not there to affirm you. People are taking judgment calls from Disney, a company who's had employees arrested for child sex crimes every year for the past decade, a company that is expanding operations in a bunch of anti-gay countries while they're simultaneously throwing temper tantrums over teachers not being able to discuss their love lives with six-year-olds. There's a shocking amount of groomers on social media that don't have kids that are heavily invested in adults discussing sexuality with little kids. Be aware of them. The ones that want to kill babies in the womb, the ones that want to push their identity crisis onto the youth, and those that have a problem with you protecting children boy she nails that she nails it dead on those that want to kill babies in the womb are also grooming kids i mean there's a direct connection here to the it is a absolute loss of morality and it's an offense to god all the way across the 
all the way across this. Let me read you something here. It was another post. It was a really good one. Actually, this of all people, I um I don't know if you know who Edward Abbey is. He's a really interesting writer. He wrote the Monkey Wrench Gang, which is a pretty cool book. Good read if you want to read kind of a interesting perspective on environmentalism through a fiction story. It's good. The Monkey Wrench Gang. But here, let me just read this to you. If America could be once again a nation of self-reliant farmers, craftsmen, hunters, ranchers, and artists, then the rich would have little power to dominate others, neither to serve nor rule. That was the American dream. Man, he nails that one. And that's literally what we have to get back to. I say it often, we have to go back to go forward. Part of going back is to re-anchor ourselves in the principles of faith as this nation was intended to be. We need more pastors having fire from the, from the pulpit. It has to be. There has to be the courage to step out on these social issues and speak out boldly against them. I know two pastors right off the top, three actually, Tony Wood, John Benzinger, and Pastor Butch Paw. Travis Graham does as well, so that's four. So you have, there's right off the top, Pastor Greg Locke is another. All right, so there's there you have a group of pastors that are coming out of the pulpit and swinging, and we have to. The problem that happens when good people say nothing is evil does prevail. And in all of this, I keep coming back to this conditioning that has happened both in our society and in the pew that somehow that we are supposed to all be just passive and it will all be okay if we just pray and we just kind of sit to the side and do nothing. That's disarming is what has happened. Why do you think they are after the white Western Christian in this attack? Take a look at who's being hit by this whole thing. I'm not minimizing or racializing the deaths of this. I'm looking at the target of the profiles that they keep going after. There is a mass attack against Christianity, and there is a targeted attack culturally against the European descent, which predominantly we refer to as a white descent or white profile. I mean, this is the group that is that they fear the most. And they're waging war on that because they need to eradicate it because they know it's not compliant. They know this group will speak up and be vocal. They know this group is not compliant to their ways. And that's also how and, and one of their targets of why they put so much emphasis, they being the global elites, on corrupting the senior levels of the church. And they have. So many churches in this nation have been corrupted at the pulpit. But they have disarmed that group. What is the group that stood up America? It was the pulpit that, that stood up America. And what came out of the pulpit and the fire and brimstone was the Black Robe Regiment. What did the British fear the most? The Black Robe Regiment. Because they took God with them into the fight. And they understood that there was a line ultimately that you could not cross that when tyranny got to a point that it was finally so repressive that it started to smother out God's word, there had to come a time 
when, and the pastor spoke of this, when you had to put down the normal ways and you had to lift up the sword of steel to go to battle. That is where the Black Robe Regiment was born. And the story and is told is as one of the pastors gave the speech, he took off his black robe in the middle of his church. He stood, stepped out from behind the pulpit. Remember, they all used to wear black robes. And he took it off and underneath he had a blue colonial uniform on and he walked out of the church and the men rose up from the pews and followed him and they went to war. At the Battle of Lexington Concord, that militia was run by one of the pastors. So Patriots, we have lost our own history. We have lost the fire of our own history. We have lost the fire within us as our own faith. And it was understood that there was, as Christians, it was everything you could do to work with, to love thy brother, to love thy neighbor, but that there was such a thing as pure evil. And we are facing pure evil now. And the worst part about it is, is this pure evil isn't out. It would be a lot easier. Let me phrase it this way. It would be a lot easier if we saw wolves literally tearing children to pieces. That might disgust you, but let me explain this. If you saw the visual violence, people would come out of their chairs and be angry and they would go hunt. But because these wolves are using psychological methods to damage children over time, what happens is parents say, oh, well, my kid's gay. My kid's, my child's become a, a transgender. I, didn't, I just don't know why God did this to me. God didn't do it to your child. The complacency of the parent did it, and the indoctrination of the child in the school is what did it. This isn't like some magic formula, and it's not God punishing us, and it's not God. And God doesn't do this. God makes us perfect. And in the end, it is a failure on behalf of the combination of parenting and overseeing the stewardship of the child. Children are not wise enough to make the choice. There is no free will at that point in time. When they get older, and they get adults, and they want to do that, that's free will. Not when they're young. They are being indoctrinated into the system. So it is absolutely essential that parents get more forward-leaning and into this problem. And we as a community where we can help is we can help parents get their kids out of these indoctrination camps as much as we can. Not all parents, like I said, have the ability just to drop everything and start homeschooling their children. It's a big process to start that going. But for those that are on the outside, if you're around that and can help others, if we assist there and can encourage even one parent that's one child saved. I'll tell you, it's, let me just let Dr. Zelenko just kind of sum this up. I think this whole thing, it, what this gets down to, and Dr. Zelenko is going to talk about the vax, but I just want to be clear, is when we start talking about screwing up kids, 
You're screwing up a generation. I don't care if you're going to screw them up with drugs or you're going to screw them up with brainwashing. That ends up being a crime against humanity. Because it's none of your business to go out here and to start meddling with a child's mind. That is a parent's job to steward that and to let them grow. But when you have somebody intersecting in that point of the parental role, and that's a two-edged sword because we have abdicated responsibility to the teacher and we're not supervising the teachers and the teachers have now decided upon their own based on the progressive mindset that it is their duty to undo the programming of school because they believe that children are the ownership of the state that the parents have no role that's a principal issue and that is the worship of the me generation the me religion which is what they're part of which ultimately settles back into a Luciferian model that everything about them, they are themselves gods. They have the responsibility to do what they need to do as gods, that no one else matters. That's how they ultimately see themselves. So I'll just let Dr. Zelenko kind of put things in the perspective. Here we go. Dr. Zev, you just heard that from Dr. Malone. Uh, the truth now about these vaccines finally starting to come out. And it's not hyperbole and it's not your opinion or my opinion. It's now coming from Pfizer itself from the pages being released. Your your reaction, doctor. I think that I believe in the rule of law and after military tribunals or Hague style proceedings, whoever's found guilty against crimes against humanity and mass murder and genocide should be executed. Well, that's a that's a that's a pretty cold and and, st- and stark reaction. It's not cold. It's real. It's not cold at all. So he's dealing. We're when we deal with the injection. I'm 100 percent with him. And it's very black and white. If you've been part of that injection process, you've been pushing that injection, especially if you're pushing on kids. That's a crime against humanity. And to reinforce his words, that is. That's capital punishment right there. And maybe we won't call for capital punishment, but I'll tell you there is punishment that is due when you start meddling with kids to change their sex and their change their gender. And if you're one of those that has been brainwashing kids, don't look for rem- for kindness here because this is a justice thing that God's very clear on. Now, I'm always going to get this. Yeah, but what if they repent? That, we'll see if that happens. You show me one that will. I know many, many transgender kids that are trying to repent right now and come back to God, and it's tragic. And if you're paying attention to TikTok and other places, you're finding that there are many children now trying, that have now become young adults or, or teens, late teens, and they are trying to find their way back to God. And that's because they were damaged by their parents and or their, their education system. And they've made a gender cho- choice that they know is wrong. Once these kids start to take, once these kids start to take these hormone blockers, and if you heard the news this week, there was already one this week. They found it, someone at one of the schools where it's, illegally giving this to a child without its their parents' knowledge. 
Once they start on these hormone blockers, there's no going back. It's a destruction that happens. They become sterilized by the time they're in their mid-teens. They're not, there's no one doing this damage. And it completely screws up their system. It is another one of these rooks, these rookeries that has been pulled off by the big pharma because once they get on these drugs, they will never get off them. It is a drug contract for life. So we have an obligation at the very minimum to educate as many people as possible. We have an obligation to be vocal about the problem, even if it's uncomfortable for people to hear. And I don't frankly care if a person is, feels that they're offended because they, they walk under the rainbow flag. I could care less. Here's the bottom line, and I'll say it again. If you have anything in you that is, has any sort of moral basis, you better be speaking up about this problem because silence is a vote, and it's not a vote for the good side. This is a very sick place we're in. And it is increasingly, it's, and I'll tell you, it's just increasingly looking like there is a form of harvest going on here. I can't put this in biblical terms, and I'm not going to try, but I just want you to observe what's going on because the more that we go down this path, the more that this dark, elitist, NWO-type model keeps wrapping its arms more and more around those that they already have entrapped. Those that have taken the injection, they're encouraging to take more. You notice how they're not, they're not talking about going back to the first injection. They're like, oh, you need to get the third booster. You need to get the fourth booster. They're moving a group of people into slaughter. I don't know what that looks like other than metaphor. But it is their harvest. They're encouraging those same groups of people to get involved in meta, to transition their souls into a physical, into a digital, and ultimately into a robotic body. All these things have been discussed in the last two weeks. And it's the same group of people they're targeting. Because the other group, which is those walking with God, are walking farther and farther and farther away from this. Something to keep in mind. John 1, 5. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not grasp it. You know that God has no darkness. And when you light a match, and God's the light, God has no darkness there. The darkness is, and shadows are in our world. We have to light that light, brilliant light. And remember Isaiah 43, 1 to 2. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. This is a fearless march now. This is the powerful march that we have to make. Because this road of the narrow path didn't say it was going to be easy. In fact, it wasn't ever promised to be anything other than difficult. And we've been tasked 
to occupy and expand the kingdom, to subdue evil. That is our role. That's part of being in God's army. And it takes many forms. The most powerful form we have is truth in the public square, in the many forms of public square that we have now. And we have to continue to speak truth to open up people's eyes to see what's going on. We also have to extend that supporting hand wherever possible. This is a very critical time, though. And we can't be timid to touch on these topics because there's an unacceptable behavior. We will be, and it will happen, that you'll be accused of being a fascist, a racist, a, a hater of LGBTQAI+, whatever. And I've said this very clearly, and I'll say it again. I'll judge the sin, not the person. But here's the deal. When as a group of people, as a cult, as a collective whole, you're, they are working in unison to groom kids, I will judge them all until they start to speak out in the right path to condemn that activity. Children are not to be touched. Period. End of story. And that's the message that has to get across here. They do not get the righteous place in their mind to be able to bypass a parent's raising of a child and protection of a child, bring them into a classroom and let a child act out another sex, encourage that, indoctrinate that into their head so they can be groomed to become part of this cult. That doesn't work. And that's essentially what we are dealing with now is a cult behavior. We all have a responsibility to be truthful and to check ourselves as we go through. And that's part of us not judging, but also being truthful with God in this walk. But we also have this line, like I keep talking about. It's a line we can't cross. And you've heard me speak of this since the time I started this podcast. It's the line of tolerance and intolerance. And that's very clear to me. Those words don't make people comfortable, but that's too bad. Because there's behavior that's just not tolerant within the walk in Christ. It's not acceptable. And this behavior of grooming kids is not just unacceptable. It's like way out of bounds. Whatever this grooming is that they're doing, whatever this harvest is they're doing, they can have it. And along the way, we have that continued responsibility to do everything we can to protect the children and to help the families that want to help their kids but aren't maybe financially can't, are bound by a job, don't have the time to try to do what we can to get these kids out of these Luciferian indoctrination camps because that's what it is. And God is going to judge us for this on how we work as a group. Nations will be judged and we are in the valley of decision. Let us pray. Father, we come to you tonight very humbled, heavy hearts, reminded in all of the various forms of our duty and responsibility to protect the innocent 
So, Father, forgive us here in this time. Because it seems to be this is coming out of everywhere, from all directions, and it seems so many times out of our reach to be able to stop this evil. As we move forward here, Father, we're, we're seeking that direction. Voice and truth are, and raising our voice in the public square seems to be the most immediate step that we can take. Bringing awareness to the problem, encouraging parents to remove their children from these indoctrination camps and making the extensions where we can to help families to get their kids out of this. But these are big shifts in the way we do business. And yet, I'm even as I say that, I just can almost hear the words that they may be big shifts, but the responsibility you gave us is greater than our own personal worries and financial concerns, that we have to protect the children. So let us hear those words, all of us, powerfully. Let us be reminded of why we are here. Let us be reminded of how much bigger our role is here than the petty things of credit card debt and car payments, which seem to be so massive, and yet they are nothing in the world which you created. Allow us, forgive us, I should say, for what we have done. At the same time, Lord, let us hear your call and let us dig deep into the trust. Open these hearts so people will trust in you to know that if they make the decisions that are truly right with your steps, all that what they need will be provided. These are such big and important times to make the right decisions. And there is so much noise and confusion on this whole field, and the target has been increasingly towards the children. From the injections to now the indoctrination, they are trying to destroy the children. Father, we, we pray for justice of your hand, and we pray for the strength in each of us to stand boldly against this as we see your justice strike down and crush this evil. Guide us. Empower us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. My final word on this tonight is just the trust part. There is a need to trust in God more deeply than we do. There is a priority that we get confused in this than many people do, and it's very difficult to see the way through it. And this is where, again, we can be of great help with others. But it's very difficult to navigate through a pathway when all you see is a job that's just barely making it, you're just barely able to to make ends meet, and a need now to add something greater, which is the education of your child. Many parents are blocked and can't find their way through that. And it's not that they don't trust in God, it's that they just can't see or hear a way through it. Sometimes that way through is the other person that may step in and say, I can help. That's truly loving your neighbor. There's no easy answer to any of this. This is, again, a system of entrapment and a prison that they've built. But we have to work together to break through this prison. We have to come together as God's children to stand up against this evil and put an end to this because the future are the children. As much as we are 
fighting this, keep in mind, and always important to keep in mind that our years are tenured. We're, we're on that outward, we're out on that outward move. Those children are everything for the future and God's future. And if we don't steward it right, how can we expect anything other than what we currently have? That means we have to sacrifice in greater ways than we've ever imagined. And each step of this way, I think it's going to require more and more of that. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Prayers for clarity right now are needed, and not just for ourselves, but for as many people as possible. We need to be praying for each other's clarity as much as our, each of ourselves' clarity. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But if there's ever been a more clear understanding of what our mission is, we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this, we're seeing it right before us. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee, 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through. Fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now. We're on the edge of a moment. Been out of order. Now we're diving in. The light up ahead. We're running to
the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Something to find